Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Matchball 30 sponsored by Calidus, leading consultants in health and safety, project management, asset management, environmental services and training. Visit wearecalidus.com for more information. The Matchball. January the 12th, 1992. Remember the date. We are going to remember this one. It's Dan, Michael and Moscow with you on the Matchball 30. We go through the 91-92 season game by game, 30 years on, celebrating the anniversary of each game. Well, this one will be celebrated. Not all of them will be. The defeats, maybe not so much. So this one is going to be remembered for many years to come as we go to Hillsborough and absolutely dismantle Sheffield Wednesday. And there was a lot of pressure on this game because Man United played yesterday on the 11th and they beat Everton to go top of the table. Did that affect us? Not at all. Sheffield Wednesday, good side as well. Let's third not, third in the forget. table. Third in the table. Title challenges. They're, they're just waiting for us and Scum to slip up. But we're not going to slip up. But there's such a story here in that it was Howard Wilkinson's first game back at Sheffield Wednesday since he left them to come to Leeds United. Some background stories around like injuries and suspensions and all that, which we will get to. So we'll, we'll do the lineups now. Um, Lukic, Sterling, Dorigo, Hodge in at number four because Batty's suspended at this point, isn't he? Uh, Fairclough and White at centre-half with Carl Schutt in the side at number seven. No Strack. Uh, Wallace, Chapman, McAllister and Speed completing the lineup with Whitlow and Bobby Davison on the bench. Sir Michael is on the bench along with Bobby Davison. The, the Sheffield Wednesday lineup. England's Chris Woods in goal. You'd expect him to keep a clean sheet, wouldn't you, to, on a day like today? Phil King, Nigel Pearson, Nigel Worthington, Viv Anderson, Roland Nielsen, Carlton Palmer, Chris Bart-Williams, John Sheridan, Gordon Watson and Nigel Jempson with uh, John Harks and Paul Williams on the bench. And, and who's their manager? I think we've got a little clip of him. Lubber. Who, sorry? Lubber Francis. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Sniffly Trevor is the Sheffield Wednesday manager, as you heard. So, 6-1. Wow. <laughs> easy. Easy. Didn't look easy, did it? Seeing that lineup, no Strachan, no Batty, not even not even Strachan's back either. He's finding fresh ways to be injured with uh, stitches and a shin. Do we know what's wrong with him then? Stitches and his shin. What are they putting stitches in for? Have they just put him in for a laugh. I think so. Yeah. All right. They're just rebuilding him just for fun. <laughs> some blood. They've done some bloodletting at, um, <laughs> at the training ground this week. So yeah. So he's we'll go out. for the leg this week. <laughs> well, it seemed like Dorigo was going to be um, knackered as well because. Earlier in the week, Wilco claimed it would it would need a miracle for him to play. But play did, and he absolutely took the piss as well. Not only did he play, he looked as fresh as he ever did. He was rampant down that left-hand side, wasn't he? Absolutely rampant. Sheffield Wednesday didn't um, know how to contend with him. And Moscow must have been a bit gutted, though, because obviously with Dorigo facing 
Well, maybe, maybe facing a week out. Maybe having Sir Michael the pressure on the bench. Just mm. it's like the pressure, isn't it, of of seeing something that talented on the bench bearing down on you. The racing car. And let's not forget that uh, he did come on, and uh, I mean he scored just as many goals as Tony Dorigo. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> this is this is true, and I a mean, considerably more difficult one as well. Because I mean, Dorigo's a free kick. Anybody can just smack a ball in, can't they? But a, a skillfully placed header, much more technical. And uh, I mean, what a reaction to to losing to Man United through the week in the League Cup into them just from the off, and just a faultless, faultless performance, really, wasn't it? I mean, we we did just absolutely batter them right from kickoff. I mean, by the time we scored, we could have already been a couple up. It was relentless from us, and it was great. And it, we, the nice thing was as well, we didn't. We've seen quite often in games we'll have a relentless first 10, 20 minutes. We'll get a goal, and then we'll we'll kind of stop. We'll go a bit Wilco about it and go a bit pragmatic. Not in this one. Just oh. keep just keep dicking them. Kept scoring. They collapsed, didn't they? Completely, and it was it was brilliant. They just could not keep up with us. I think we probably would have done that were it not for the uh, ludicrous bit of cheating in the middle, which made us go. Actually, no. You know what? We're not gonna we're not gonna ease off here. We're just gonna batter you because you deserve it. And actually, maybe acted as something of a motivator as well, because the the sense of injustice around that. And we will get to it. We'll get to Gordon Watson and his awful flop, uh, first of all. But let's go through this game as it unfolded. And we did see from the off, like Dorigo belting down the left, popping it into Chapman, causing him loads of problems right away. And you'd think they'd know about Lee Chapman. Well, and they also saw him last time being hauled off because he wasn't uh, getting anywhere against um, Pallister and Bruce in the scum match and I think um, as well as Leeds answering some questions this is Chapman answering some questions what he, he got here what he never got against scum which was being unmarked a couple of yards out from goal <laughs> uh, lots yeah plenty of uh, plenty of good action but then again he nearly scores an absolute worldie during this game but um, just going back to Dorigo for a second he almost got a brilliant goal himself having picked it up inside our half and just went right foot down straight through the middle off we go and uh, puts it over. Maybe just because it was on his slightly marginally weaker right foot. Doesn't matter though, because yeah, we're uh, we're ahead very soon after that. And um, another goal, another corner. It's just this is a, not the not the near post flick this time. It's McAllister into the back post, um, and yeah, it's uh, it's Fairclough who heads it down. And despite there being three Sheffield Wednesday players, stood very near to Chapman. They're all they're all carefully about Mental. A, a yard or two away from him. Where he's just stood more or less on the goal line. Well, he just, just tap it in. He just steps out. He's, he's about a couple of yards out. There's a man on each post. There's Chris Woods in front of him. Probably some defenders around him. And it just looks so easy, this. Because they're shit. Well, see, the other weird aspect of it as well is Lee Chapman played there for so long. You'd think somebody at Sheffield Wednesday would remember how to deal with him. And certainly Howard Wilkinson has remembered how to deal with um, Sheffield Wednesday and kept a very close eye on things. He noticed that uh, Viv Anderson would be playing because Paul Warhurst, their usual centre-back, was injured. And with them trying to play out from the back, Viv Anderson is not any good at that. And so we were putting loads of pressure on him. And that was one of the reasons why we won so comprehensively. But there was no sign of any of that kind of intelligence from Sheffield Wednesday. It was as if they'd never even seen Lee Chapman before. And you know what Lee Chapman's going to do in your six-yard box if you leave him alone. And he did it. I mean, Chapman also spent this entire game winning every single header. It's probably no exaggeration to say I don't think he's beaten at all in this game. Yeah, he had, a, just... he had a tough time against Pallister, didn't he, in that Man United game, but this one? Yeah, he, he completely has the beating of him. And I mean, it's helped by the fact that we're, generally speaking, by the time he's heading it, a centre-back's had to move across because Wallace or Dorigo has gone down the outside of, of the full-back and have, has caused loads of problems out there. So it's, um, it, I guess it's an easier game for him, but he's, um, he's completely beasted him in this game. 
And there's another uh, good save by Chris Woods when shot has a chance. Doesn't quite connect with it right. So uh, a little bit unlucky. And Chappie, just prior to that, had another header tipped over um, after Wallace crossed it to him. So it just looks like we're going to absolutely have a field day. And then there's this this one where Sterling intercepts that pass as well. It's not really about Sterling intercepting the pass. It's about Lee Chapman dribbling around <laughs> half the Sheffield Wednesday team, running in from the wing. And just when you think he's going to... Well, it was a big question. It's one of the things of you're watching Lee Chapman running with the ball at his feet. He's beaten two and he's bearing down on the penalty area. You think, what is he going to do? There's, there's no way he can follow up something as good as that on the wing because he, he, he genuinely knocks it between two defenders and just outpaces him. Lee Chapman. Doing people for pace. And then it's a great smack. Hits the bar, unfortunately, and goes over. But if it had um, been an inch or two lower, I think you'd be talking about one of the greatest goals anybody had ever seen, partly because it was so unlikely to have been scored by Lee Chapman. He knows it as well. He does a little look to the crowd after he's done it in a kind of... Side eye. <laughs> see that? Yeah. There's a big um, Hillsborough factor there as well. Of um, You know, he's back at his old place doing things that you've never seen him do. And it's magical. So we should be 4-0 up and out of sight by this point. But it takes us until the half hour mark to get our, our second goal. And again... The old flying pig. He always likes it against Sheffield Wednesday, doesn't he? He, uh, I think maybe he just puts that extra yard of pace into his uh, into his overlapping play. I mean, Viv Anderson's tackle is is about five or six seconds late on him here. When he knocks it past him, he just, I think he's just sick of him, so he chops him down about thirty yards out. Long, long way out. Well, we saw Clayton Blackmore scoring an absolute thunder bastard against um, John Lukic. Clayton Blackmore's was shit and through the week and should have been saved. Yeah, so a keeper error. Whereas this one was just brilliant. This is a proper free kick. It's one of those ones where we take it take it short, a little um, a little tap and a stop to change the angle of it. That yard makes all the difference as well, doesn't it? Because it moves it to the side of the wall. And it's Dorico who smacks it, but it's a, it's a beautiful crisp hit, is this one. To say he smacked it is an understatement. He smacks it. Properly finds a gap in the wall as well. It's um, perfectly placed, perfectly finished. Much too powerful for the England goalkeeper to do anything about. Absolutely stupendous goal. But seven minutes after this, 39 minutes, it becomes 2-1. And the sense of injustice around this is just, it's just so annoying. I bet we'll be annoyed about this for years to come. Awful, awful. One of the worst things you've ever seen. And even the ITV commentators call him out on what is an absolutely awful bit of cheating. Um, ball pops through in the area, doesn't it? White and Lukic not quite sure who should be getting this one. And White sticks out a leg. Doesn't touch Gordon Watson, it should be said. And then Gordon Watson does, well, how do you even describe it? Well, he takes another couple of steps and then he leaps into the air, twists, lands and um, stays down as if he's been injured when nobody has touched him. I mean, there's a chance White has brushed his foot. He hasn't. Like, about five seconds before he actually he goes didn't. down. <laughs> no, I don't think he did. He, and, and clearly, he, might, he might have felt a gust of wind. And clearly he's had enough strength to take another couple of steps and then thought, I'm not getting to this ball. I'll go down anyway. It's, it's such a bad dive. It's, he's twisting it's, it's in It's hugely embarrassing. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's tough, but I mean, it's, you know, stuff like this that makes you think, don't you wish they had like video replays or something? Because we, if we can see replays on the telly and see mm. that he's dived, why can't they give something like that to the referee? Yeah, that's true. Because the referee would have uh, booked him for cheating and probably sent him off, actually, it was that bad. I mean, you can tell how bad it was because Chris Fairclough is a very calm, mild-mannered defender, um, strong, but it took um, John Sheridan and Carlton Palmer are both holding him back from um, going at Gordon Watson and then... Um, 
it's uh, Fairclough then remembers that he's um, he's supposed to be the the kind of the mild of the two centre backs because Chris White is after him with um, Dorigo and Wallace is helping Fairclough from uh, pulling him away because I think they would have torn Watson limb from limb if they'd been able to get their hands on him in the the right moment and I think that's that's the kind of reaction that the referee would probably say well if they've actually physically dismantled him I think he probably dived because I think that's what they're angry about and but no he just um, blithely carries on and uh, Howard Wilkinson has uh, got into trouble of this as well because um, he got booked by the referee uh, for allegedly calling the linesman a cheat mm. after this goal and is being reported to the um, the FA. Presumably the hearing will just be Wilkinson with pl- pressing play on a video and going, but look, but look at this. What am I supposed to say? Am I supposed to just applaud, shake his hand after this? But anyway, not that it matters. They'll throw the bucket at him because it's Leeds, that's what happens. They got yeah. lucky with the penalty as well. Yeah, um, Lukic did well to save Sheridan's penalty onto the post, but it just trickled back, I mean, inches off the goal line, didn't it, to the... Uh, the far post and he just trotted in and, uh, and put it in the net and you think at that point though just before half time well this potentially changes doesn't it it changes the, the shape and the flow of the game we've been absolutely rampant but it's just sod's law to concede something like that and then find yourself on the back foot then and um, it's going to change their half time team talk as well they're going to be extra motivated but what a response no need same same combination that's been doing them all game more or less there you go down the left hand side and uh, again Chapman has just peeled off his man in the in the centre. I think is it Pearson in the centre? I'm not sure on this yeah. one, but he's uh, yeah he's seen the cross coming in, just just moved off the back of him, and it's uh, it's it's perfect. Chapman, I mean, this Chapman one, corridor header. It is perfect, though, isn't it? But it's it's such a simple goal, and yet it had to be executed so well. Like the passes, each stage of this, you know, Lukic out there to Dorigo, who puts it down the line to Speed, and then Speed's cross to Chapman. It just looks like throw, pass, cross, header. But there's so much finesse in this in terms of measurement. Like speed's cross, Dorigo's ball down to speed. Even Lukic's throwout had to be right. It's a lovely cross. You see Speed have a little a little glance into the box as well as he receives the pass. Just has a look and he thinks, I know where Chappie's going to be at. It's not going to be a problem. And it's, it's, it's perfectly weighted for him. Yeah, everything's one touch. Everything is done perfectly. And then there's the, uh, the beautiful bit of camera work where the um, ITV cut to Howard Wilkinson in his dugout and he just... Um, he sort of quietly. It's a very, it's a very lo- low angle camera, isn't it? It's like it's yeah. almost down around his knees. And you just see him uh, putting his hands in his big bench coat pockets, leaning back against the post of the the dugout, smiling quietly, not wanting to be, make a big show of things in his uh, his old um, stadium where he he played for years and he grew up a Sheffield Wednesday fan. And I think um, at that point you realise that Gordon Watson's cheating to get them back into the game. Don't don't really matter. I mean, it, was just, it, it was such a perfect Wilkinson goal as well when you look at it, wasn't it, in its simplicity. But absolutely brilliant. Half-time, three goals to one. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Into the second half, then. And we are not done yet. Only half our goals on the board by half time. Um, it's so pleasing, like you were saying, Michael, not just that we didn't just stop there and thought, right, well, let's just shut down this second half. Almost like Gordon Watson's diving just added more fuel to the fire for them to go out there and absolutely tan their behinds. And in the fourth is a classic Leeds goal. We've seen this, well, a, a version of this several times, haven't we? It's the little chip to the near post, the flick. And well, it should be speed finishing it off in the centre, but he, he manages to hit the bar and... Then, as it's followed in, um, Gary Speed is <laughs> Gary Speed is not watching the game <laughs> as this goal scored. I bet, he got, I bet he got bollocked by Wilco for that because he's so gutted to have missed. He's turned to face the goalpost with his head in his hands and isn't even watching when Wallace flicks it back across and, and Chapman nods it into an empty goal. I and mean, let's talk about Wallace for a second as well because how he hangs in the air there is just unbelievable. He's up against men twice his height, I think at least twice his height. He's, he's down thirteen foot man. Yeah, he's down there around knee height, and he manages just to, just to leap and hang in the air, hang in the air, hang in the air. And that ball just and he cushions it, doesn't he? Because of because of the fact that he's just the hang time there is so good. The ball kind of almost hits him just as he's about to go on the way down, and it takes all the weight off the ball and just allows the Chapman just to nod it in perfectly from a yard out in that corridor, the Chapman corridor. You can wonder sometimes why Howard Wilkinson would want to sign a five foot six inch striker, and then you realise because he's good in the air. <laughs> And it's brilliant, yes. And what's lovely, the lovely little uh, denouement on this one is this speed. Just turning round to look at the action as Chapman puts in and he just runs off with his finger in the air celebrating, doesn't He's it? arguably paying more attention than the um, Sheffield Wednesday defenders. I think it's Phil King standing on the goal line with his... Uh, he's been told to mark, the, to like, watch the post. Don't leave that post under any circumstances. <laughs> and he just stands there with his one hand on the post, just watching as Leeds move the ball about in the, in the box and head it in. And it's like, do you want to... Do you want to do something about this, Phil, or are you just going to stand and watch? And the bizarre thing that happens after this, so we've, uh, do you remember the, the poll tax riots, obviously not so long ago, and the whole thing kind of started at the beginning of the end for Thatcher, wasn't it, um, undoing her position as Prime Minister. In terms of tax protests, how does that, do you think, stack up against what we saw here after this goal? Because we essentially got what was uh, you would describe as a modest streaker in the commentary. She's she's wearing some stuff. She's not like a naked streaker. She's wearing a basque yeah. and boots. And um, it's cold. It's January. You know, boots sensible. You know, this time yeah. of year. And um, she's got uh, no tax owls written down her leg. It's not a poll tax protest. I think um, she was identified later. Her name's Goldie, and she owns a sauna in Leeds. And um, she's got a long. It's more of a personal dispute that she has about her own taxes from this sauna that she owns and operates rather than a, a national uh, issue that she's trying to highlight. But she makes a beeline for um, Lee Chapman, who quietly tells her to uh, get off the pitch. And, you know, 
cameras showing up. <laughs> You'd expect the director to go away from this, but no. Oh, no. ITV happy to show her in, well, not all her glory, just a bit of glory that we saw. Something for the dads. <laughs> yes. On, uh, on Sunday as well, though. Goodness me. Fresh back from church and you see that. Anyway, she's ushered off the pitch, isn't she? And uh, we are 4-1 up, 66 minutes, and then the fifth goes in. And this is when it sort of tips over into embarrassment for uh, for Sheffield Wednesday. 4-1 is a big score. It's a thumping. 5-1 is a humiliation. And the man to put the cherry on top of the icing on the cake, none other than. Predictable that uh, we're, we're talking about how good um, players are in the air. Is Mike Whitlow soaring in uh, in the penalty area. It's um, it's another um, good bit of play from Wallace takes, who's, you don't often see him on um, uh, set pieces, but I guess with Strachan not playing, it's um, anybody's game. So Sterling takes a quick free kick to Wallace on the right. And um, his cross just out of uh, the England goalkeeper's clutches, but not out of Mike Whitlow's. He um, rises and heads in the day before his 24th birthday and runs off celebrating looking like if you've seen those clips of um, Ian Curtis in Joy Division when he was on um, the BBC dancing and having um, fits as he was doing so the uh, the haircut and the uh, the general look and the general kind of glazed confused wild expression is um, is very reminiscent of Ian Curtis as Mike Whitlow runs away and celebrates so game done and dusted then um, with 20 minutes to go can it get any worse for them? Yes, it can. I'm glad it got worse for them. What do you reckon to this goal then? Best of the lot? It's a bit more complicated than um, Chapman's uh, just after the Watson cheating, which um, was beautiful simplicity. This one, I just feel bad because Bobby Davison has come on as a sub and he really wants a touch and he doesn't get one. <laughs> he's, um, he's, he's making the same, uh, the same run as Wallace did to get through and he's always there as the ball is being pinged around. But it's just like, no, Bobby, first team players are dealing with this one. Whitlow, for example, who uh, <laughs> um, after uh, it's Dorigo down the line, Chapman then inside to McAllister, who gives it back to Dorigo on the overlap. But uh, Whitlow takes over because, you know, again, as I, I said. I love what he does with his body here, Moscow. His authority. Well, he, uh, what does he do with his body? It's where he turns and shields the ball from the, the oncoming defender. Oh. He just puts his, his body on the line, if you like. I mean, that was just a natural. Um, I didn't think it was anything exceptional for Mike <laughs> Whitlow. It's like it's like when um, Diego Maradona used to beat three and it got to the point where he just said, oh, it's just what he does. Um, it's very much like that with uh, with Whitlow and them. Yep, his ball through into Wallace, who uh, draws the England goalkeeper towards him and just chips the ball over him. So it's an argument really as to whether the finish is what makes this a, a great goal or it's the assist from Mike Whitlow. And glad, not- to, glad to see Wallace get a goal though because he, uh, he was brilliant in this. He deserved one. And the, the nonchalance of the celebration. They're, they're laughing at you, Sheffield Wednesday, aren't they? They're laughing at you. I mean, this is their first home defeat in 14 games and the biggest home defeat in their 100-year pathetic history. It's weird to think they're not a bad side having watched this game because they looked abysmal and we looked like a complete class above. It looked like a a cup tie against some really dismal lower league opposition that where we completely battered them. They did have a couple of players missing. We mentioned before that Paul Warhurst wasn't at the back, but then Viv Anderson is an England international uh, dropping in who you'd think would do fine. And then they had um, David Hurst wasn't playing. He's obviously a very highly rated striker. But equally, we didn't have Batty or Strachan. And everybody goes on about whether... Leeds United have a deep enough squad to be able to maintain a title challenge and is that one of the reasons why 
Sheffield Wednesday will be able to overhaul us and um, don't look a bit of it, you know, take some of our best players out. We're still absolutely brilliant. Take a couple of Sheffield Wednesday's best players out and they are absolutely terrible. And Mike Whitlow, half an hour on the pitch, one goal, one assist. Got to keep his place next game, hasn't he? <laughs> For the, uh, it's the next, um, we're finally playing scum in the FA Cup next and he could be the man to win that game for us it might sound like I'm getting uh, giddy about it but then Howard Wilkinson I mean this is uh, we are pleased to have bounced back from that defeat last week against Manchester United he starts and you think well he's probably just going to say something to uh, push it down a little bit and keep everybody calm I knew my players had the character to come back but it was important they went out and proved it themselves Gary's speed was tremendous he tracked Carlton Palmer up and down the pitch in the first half he got tackles in he won headers, he passed the ball, and he played with it. He was terrific, and so too were Gary McAllister and Steve Hodge. Our two centre-backs looked in control all the time, and Lee Chapman led the line well while Rod Wallace tore the guts out of them for a spell in the first half. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard him so excited. I suppose it's, um, going back to Hillsborough and winning will do that to him. And just in the context of the season at large like I didn't think we could go better than we did at Villa you know we laid down a proper marker it feels like you know the televised performances 4-1 at Villa and then to go and surpass it at Sheffield Wednesday missing a couple of players I think is just absolutely brilliant it's proper lay down a marker stuff it's a it's a line in the sand isn't it this one I'm starting to believe a bit again after we threw it away over Christmas well an important factor in this turning round as well has been the goal difference if you combine the 4-1 defeat for Scum at home against QPR the other week with us and this 6-1 win at Sheffield Wednesday you're talking about like an 8 goal swinging goal difference because they'd pulled right away from us in, uh, with their goal difference at the start of the season we've now gone ahead of them we're plus 28 they're plus 26 now they do have two games in hand and they are only a point behind us but suddenly that's becoming like less of a factor isn't it to say goal difference is worth an extra point now it's swung in our favour because we're ace and they're not if they keep conceding goals they'll keep losing games and so those games in hand will be irrelevant because they'll lose them and we'll win our games and we'll win the league. Well, we do um, reconvene to play them again uh, for that rearranged FA Cup tie next. It'll be the last time we face them this season, won't it? Thank God. Yes. Hopefully Eminem Hughes will be given something to cry about this time. Unless we draw, then we have to play them again. That I mean, that is true. Yeah. yeah. Last time we have to face them in a tie anyway. Then we don't have to bother again until next season. Um, just running through the results for... For this weekend, Arsenal against Villa 0-0, Chelsea 2-0 against Spurs, Coventry 2-all against QPR, Palace 1-all against Man City, Liverpool 2, Luton 1, Man United beat Everton as we mentioned, uh, Norwich losing at home to Oldham, that was two goals to one to Oldham, uh, big Notts derby, Notts Forest against Notts County, 1-all, Southampton 2, Sheffield United 4, uh, West Ham Wimbledon 1-all and then we played on the Sunday and it was 6 bloody 1 to Leeds United to go top of the league again. So back to Ellen Road, back for another cup tie uh, in another couple of days, just another three days away. Thick and fast, the action is coming now. Palace at home on the 18th after that. But then you look a couple of fixtures where we should uh, should hopefully be getting something from in the form of uh, Notts County and Oldham, subject to FA Cup replays and fourth round and all that kind of business. But is it shaping up nicely then for the run into 1992? Are you confident, Michael? I'm detecting a note of uh, possible confidence in your voice. It's hard to not be confident after seeing that. Confident-ish. Confident we'll get second. Yeah, well, we should finish above Sheffield Wednesday now, at least. So that's um, that's second place secured. And this result actually has dropped them down to fifth because they're rubbish. They're All right, it's fourth place secured. <laughs> <laughs> they're on uh, on 40 points. Yeah, we are now at 52, 12 points clear of them. So uh, 
a league winning six pointer no less we'll be back Ellen Road January the 15th to see off scum in the FA Cup we'll speak to you then The Match Ball Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.